Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot, and it's brought to you by... That would be Club Hawthorne betting bars with craft beers, great food, awesome salads there with chicken on top. Oh, loved it. You can bet sports through points bet. You can play the ponies. They got slots, video betting, all of it. Here's Shay W. I overslept Norland. Good morning, boys. Listen to that. The roar, not the same. He just, he just barely just woke up. The roar, not the same. I haven't had any coffee. Coming in disheveled, hair all over the place. But he's here, everybody. I made it. He's here. The important thing, Woody, is that I made it. How are we on a Deal Breakers Thursday? Don't worry about us, pal. How are you? <laughs> That's the problem. That's what we're asking, pal. Don't ask us. You know we're fine. You heard us on the radio this morning. So you know we're fine. How are you, pal? Tell me about last night. I, I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. I went to bed early. I don't know what the hell happened to me. Was the wife home? Yeah. That's why I overslept. There you go. That's right. She's always home. No, no, no. He, a little something extra. he hasn't hit it in four months. All right. A little something extra. I'm telling you, that's not true. No? I think oh. you should just lie about it. <laughs> That'd be acceptable. Like, hey, man, I had a rough night. I get it. <laughs> no, I, I meant what Cap said, that I haven't hit it in four months wasn't true. Yes, that's not true. That's not true. And then, of it course, just fine. Shay went to bed early because he looked at the sports landscape like, ugh. Not much last night. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> so he said, you know what? So long, everybody. Right. These Thursday nights now without football, kill me. Oh. <laughs> By the way, great call on the DePaul game. Who was it? He said to take oh, DePaul yeah, they got the nine and a half. Look, they man, lost by 30. I guess who? Providence. Cap, I was 23 and nine for the last seven days going into last night. I was due for a rough one. Damn. But not them. I was talking to my brother. I said, Shay likes DePaul. He said, what? Listen, no. Tony Stubblefield is going to get himself fired. Yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, that's there's a number of teams in town where that's pretty easy bet. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, look, well, look around. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> rest. Of, I don't know. Maybe he's Tony Eberflus. <laughs> Rossi gone. I mean, that's <laughs> who knows with Pe- what's going to happen with Pedro. Brother, I mean, it's it's. Uh, can we get to baseball season anytime soon? Start seeing some winning baseball on one side of town. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and then the other side of town, get my own section. Do you see the over-unders oh, yeah, came out actually, in Actually, Cap, let me use that for the first shot or no shot, because it just made me think of it. The White Sox win total in Las Vegas, 63 and a half. Shot or no shot, they're going under. That's, not, that's a no shot. That's a no shot. 65, 66. <laughs> wow. I mean, because I mean, I mean, they still got moves to make. Like, Cease is going to be moved. At some point between now and spring training. Correct. Okay. So now when you – it's like anything else. It's like our Bears conversation. When you're bereft of talent and you wonder why the losses start stacking, you just don't win by osmosis. You know, you, you win because of talent. And Sox don't have a lot of it. I'm going to say, A, it's a shot. No B, shot. welcome into the home of the Sox. ESP over there. It is what it is, man. It's a rebuild. Anybody else the Royals are going to release that we can get? 
Angels 11, Sox 2 on the ESPN 1000 Hard Rock Casino White Sox Network. Connor's post game coming up next. <laughs> I heard they're bringing in powder blues uh, for some home games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right here on the home of the Royals, kind of. Could we put a little crown on the jersey? Seriously. Wow. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Right. According to Bruce Feldman, who covers college football, the strong belief is that the Bears are not talking to one of the more obvious offensive coordinator candidates, USC quarterback Cliff Kingsbury. He's obvious because you might take Caleb Williams number one overall, and Cliff Kingsbury just spent a year as his quarterback's coach. He also developed Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, got the best out of Kyler Murray, whether the team was good or not, eventually got himself fired with the way that it ended, in large part because Kyler Murray couldn't stay healthy. But shot or no shot, if you're taking Caleb Williams, it's a mistake to not talk to Cliff Kingsbury as offensive coordinator. That's a shot. It would be a mistake not to talk to Cliff Kingsbury. If you're concerned about, you know, how sexy he is, I mean, again, that might be a problem. He immediately becomes the best-looking <laughs> guy in the building. He's taking the limelight off the of Eberflus. <laughs> right. I mean, the sex. I mean, that's what do you a... think of that, Coach? Well, who's the good-looking dude down there? That's the OC. Oh. <laughs> um, no, you should talk to him because of his college ties. Now, again, nobody fails up more than Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, it's, it's amazing how that he, his career is amazing. He's only been able to flourish because he does have some offensive knowledge, but also because he's good-looking. Uh, that's how you fail up, folks. Make sure that you get the face right. Make sure you moisturize because you never know when you could fail up, keep failing, and still be able to get good gigs. Um, but I would say that, that is, it would be a shot not to at least talk to him. The guy does have intel, seriously. I would agree with you. You should talk to him. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. They've had six confirmed interviews. And the guy from Carolina, I know Carolina wasn't very good, but he has a great reputation in the league from people I've talked to. Thomas Brown. He's also interviewing for the head job in Tennessee. Good for him. So we'll see. I keep being told that they are... Going to hire someone off the Shanahan McVay tree. That's the preferred plan. Good. So we'll see. That, that's the best tree in football. Good. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. Jalen Johnson was on with Keyshawn Johnson, and he did not hold back his thoughts on the Bears coaches and Justin Fields. You got to hear this. For me, being in it is tough. It's hard because you you know the talent that's there already. You know kind of the situation and. I think it is tough for I mean, me and him having different coordinators, different coaches, different regimes come in and out. And I think it's hard to truly adjust as a young quarterback being able to do that. But I definitely, for me, can see the talent that he has and practice the throws that he can make, the accuracy. But I think you can definitely tell when he's confident and when he's not confident, when he's settled in a pocket and when he's not. And he just kind of looks, I feel like, a lot different. And I think just going in and saying, oh, we'll just give it to him. He's not the answer. I don't think that's, that's it. I think it's kind of taking – the easy way out and making the coaches not take accountability because I think the coaches have a big part in developing the quarterback and I think that he hasn't had an opportunity to truly be developed yet with now going on his third coordinator in his fourth year so I think honestly just it's about the people around him I think and I think it starts with his quarterback coach it starts with the offensive coordinator teaching and molding and building him into being that court um, that quarterback and I think even like Mahomes I mean he wasn't just who he was when he first came in he was behind Alex Smith he got built he got molded into being who he is so I think it's really about that part first and then I think if you get some dogs around him some old line that can consistently hold up I think a good running game receivers I mean we got DJ and we were building some good things I think on offense but we definitely need more 
more, I feel like, as far as playmakers and guys to put him in the best position. Oh, a little baby power podcast there, a little Johnson Johnson. Not Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not especially surprised that a current Bears sticking by his quarterback. But what was surprising was if you really read between the lines, he basically said everybody in the coaching staff and on the team except for DJ Moore was trash. Like, we need some consistent blocking on the O-line and we need some dogs. We got DJ. Okay. <laughs> We've seen Ryan Poles react negatively before to players speaking publicly in the offseason. Read Roquan Smith. Shot or no shot, Jalen Johnson heard his own extension talks with this. No shot. No shot. He is the best cover corner or one of the two or three in the league. All that Ryan Poles cares about is, can you lock a receiver down? Can you make a tackle? Can you play? Yes, at the highest level. Fine. Pay him. Yeah, Cap. I don't. I think that it's fine for you to say that outside of the Bears organization because you're not close to it. But imagine you're trying to have a negotiations with one of your players and he lays out and spills his guts about uh, the Bears the way we do as emotional fans. It's very unplayer-like from Jalen Johnson. It's honest, and I appreciate the honesty because, once again, what do we always say? Those that's within the organization, if they see what we see, then we're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's one thing like, we need a quarterback and we need an offensive line. Well, Jalen Johnson pretty much said, there's some holes on this roster. I think we can all see it, but you don't hear players saying it openly. Correct. Now, does it hurt his, his negotiation? No, it does not. However, you know how Poles handles these things, whether it is, who did you just mention? Uh, Shea? Who did you just mention as a guy? Roquan that, Smith. Remember then, Roquan Smith right before the season started had that whole Instagram notes thing where he was demanding a trade? Yeah. And that was, from what we've heard, the... Straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, the straw was he wanted too much money. Well. And the Chase Claypool (laughs) also a little bit. And Jalen Johnson doesn't want too much money? No, because he is, he fits what they want. He's getting paid. And never did you hear polls come out and say, Roquan's going nowhere. You never heard that. You did hear him at the press conference last week that we carried here on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000. Jalen Johnson's going nowhere. Mm -hmm. He'll be here. Yeah, I just I find that uh, interesting that he laid it all out. At least it was honest to Keyshawn. It was honest. I thought it was a great interview. Great interview. Besides, I mean, again, the context of what we just played here. Yeah, he's I mean, how, how many? He's just, real. I mean, okay, all right, and real gets the you know when keeping it real goes wrong. Despite what Paul said that he wants Jalen Johnson back, we're talking about the the soundbite on the I, surface. I don't think it changes it at all. Not the, even slightly. The soundbite on the surface is strong. It's strong because he's being critical. But I, Shay's question is, does it change or affect what the Bears are willing to do with him? I do not believe it does. This thing is rare to hear it that way. It is. Because if that was the case, we'd see something like that from players all across the league. And I just say it's rare to but, lay it out that way. But like Shay has extra, maybe you have too. I haven't extrapolated out that he just firebombed everybody. I didn't take it that way. He was just being honest. Look, Mm -hmm. we got to be better. Justin's a good player. His confidence is lacking at times. We got to get more dudes in here. Okay. I I didn't have any problem how he handled it. And if I was his GM, I wouldn't either. Hmm. Glad he doesn't play for you. That'd be a different story. 
Here's Shay Norling. Wow. Shay, uh, the White oh, Sox. Are you, are you, you don't disagree with that? No. If that was you, if that was your team, oh God. Yeah. Call him in. Let's have a conversation. What did you mean? I would not. Are you kidding me? Are would, you kidding me? I would get him signed. You would have a conversation with him about that. You certainly would. In 2024, you cannot muzzle your athletes. You would have a conversation with him. Old me would have. Not the what do you mean? There is no old you. It's just you. There's no old you. It's I you. have the wisdom of wow. perspective. Yes, Patrick. Here's Shay Norley. Shay? Wow, Patrick Quist. <laughs> That was good. The White Sox, there is news, are reportedly in serious oh. talks to build a new stadium in the South Loop's The 78 development. Mm-hmm. The 78 is a 62-acre stretch of undeveloped land in the South Loop. I believe stretches south to 16th Street. Uh, shot or no shot, it would be the perfect place for a new Sox park. Not Nashville, huh? Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would say that... You know, Cap, you and I were talking about this. Before we, I answer, Cap and I were talking about certain areas in the city that's left. Chinatown, here in the South Loop, which is, what do we say, like Clark and Roosevelt? That's the area, right? Is that roughly where it is, the 78 in Correct. that area? Correct. Okay, so how many, how many places are left citywide where they, the, the uh, Sox could go? Is Not much. No. There's not. That would have been Cabrini. And what? That would have been amazing. Right in the Gold Coast? Yeah. Oh. Why do the Bears not want this parcel of land? That's what I thought. Like, what is the drawback? It's 62 acres. I know the mayor has wanted and the governor have wanted to put something to do with, the, I think, Illinois Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. IIT. In that area. They want, there's a research thing. It would only take up four or five acres. That would leave you 58 or 59 acres, 57 acres. That's enough space to build a stadium, Why, more than enough. Why would the Bears not want to go there? Uh, who says that they don't? Supposedly they rejected that site. Just the way Warren plays politics in that last press conference, talking about how he loves the city, still lives, lives downtown. I mean, I think he was just trying to tug at the leg of Arlington Heights to get that right, but he talked about Still being in Chicago, keeping the Bears in Chicago. From I his, cannot believe Arlington yeah. Heights will screw this up, but I've been told by people close to that, if they continue to screw this up, we will build somewhere else. I, I think it, for me, it's a shot. As a White Sox fan, if, they, if the Sox build a new stadium there in the 78, I have no problem with that. Because it's new and it's different. I just want to know where the money's coming from. Well, I mean, that's a longer conversation. It should not be coming from my tax dollars. Right. It should not. We are short of police in this state or this city. We've got teachers that are underpaid. We've got a lot we got to get right here. Well, I, I would say a lot of that money should come from the scratch-off tickets and the lottery. Where's that money going? The toll roads. Where's that money going? Like, Shay's too young. When I was a kid, they built the toll road, and they said, seven years it'll be paid off and the tolls go away. Really? Fifty years later, we're still paying, and they keep raising them. I, I like the idea of, of having a new stadium and, and turning it where you could see the Sears Tower in the background, the way the other one should have been redone. They have the better skyline. God, how is it that UIC has the best skyline, the best uh, batter's eye on that side of town? UIC, as you well know, at Granderson Stadium. Amazing. The, the, you could see the, uh, 
the team trying to hit a home run to Sears Tower because it's right there. It's a beautiful um, batter's eye. The Sox don't have that. I like for the, if the Sox were to build in the 78, I have no problem with that. I mean, Jerry's 87. Correct. Come on, man. Just do, do something. Just, I mean, your lease is up. Your lease is up, what, 28? Yeah, 29. The 2029? I think you play the new in the new stadium in the 29th season. Yeah, I think is what it is. I what would you say? Like for me as a Sox fan, I don't. I mean, I like old Comiskey. I like what they've done with guaranteed rate. Remember that was just a blue elephant when they first built it. No charm, no um, memories of the previous regimes with the White Sox, and they did a great job of refurbishing that. Correct. I, I, it's a it's a great place to watch a ball game, but if they were able to build something new. Be thumbs up for it. Stay in the city too. I have no problem with it. Yeah, it'd be super cool. I just don't know where the money's coming from. Not not your not your pocket or my pocket. No, and Jerry has never spent more than seventy five million on a player. Now we're going to get a multi billion dollar stadium. Well, you, Stop. Well, hey, Cap, you got to do something, right? Time's ticking. Yeah, I mean, on all of it. Correct. Time's ticking. You better, you better figure out what your stage is going to be. You better. Where would you prefer it be, Hood? The 78 or Nashville? Well, some, <laughs> some seasons. Well, that'd be some, a hell of a commute yeah. to get you down there when you got to fill in on the pre and post game. <laughs> Next season? Well, my sister lives there. It's all good. Yeah. Next season, maybe Nashville. Yeah, some seasons they could be the Nashville. <laughs> Seriously. Some seasons they could go away because they make me mad. But, uh, but they'll always, you know, it's my number one team. It's always in my heart. That's it. All right. Around the NFL. Here we go. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? It's a Deal Breakers Thursday on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. We have Deal Breakers coming your way at 835. But first, around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right. This is kind of an interesting offseason for the NFL because sometimes everything changes and sometimes things stay the same. And it feels like a lot of teams to me are in the exact same spot that they've been in, whether it was five years ago, ten years ago. They are right back to that exact same spot. I want to start with the Steelers because I think they always are what they are. They're always going to be competitive. They're always going to be at minimum good, but they aren't ever really going to get the meaningful improvement that they need barring a shocking trade for a quarterback. They are, uh, it seems, retaining Mike Tomlin, and Mike Tomlin wants to stay in Pittsburgh. So it feels like another year of 9-8. and eight. Uh, That is correct. And if that gets you to the playoffs, again, as a Bears fan, that's all I've ever wanted is to be in the mix every single year. Now, again, you see the Steelers team, and the thing that's holding them back clearly is quarterback cap. Post Roethlisberger, they've had a hard time being able to uh, repair uh, that that position. The the amount of um, production that came out of that from Roethlisberger was great. And actually, Ben wasn't good toward the end of the season either. His Toward the end of his tenure, he was lacking, too. Yeah, his body was broken down. I mean, he took a lot of punishment. I mean, Mike Tomlin is the right coach. But again, it's, it is amazing that Pittsburgh can get to where they are at 10-7 uh, and seven and then bow out in the playoffs. Incredible that he's able to do that with that roster. Got some good players, but not enough. 
I'm not pushing him out the door, but if this upcoming season is his last season in Pittsburgh, wouldn't surprise me. And all this freedom of movement now from, from coaches that we saw, I mean, change is inevitable. Change is inevitable. All right, Che. All right, the next team that is staying the same feels like, honestly, they're right here. And I'm optimistic about the future of the Chicago Bears, but they are practically in exactly the same spot they were when they brought in Matt Eberflus in the first place with a quarterback that he didn't draft, potentially now drafting a quarterback, and potentially moving on from the head coach for another coach with a quarterback that he didn't draft. Things never change. It's so interesting to me. The whole point of this is time is a flat circle in the NFL. Yes. All of these teams stay exactly the same. Chicago Bears, same with Justin Fields, or will there be change here in the offseason? Because once Ryan Poles has, quote-unquote, his quarterback in place, that could happen in the draft, then that feels like change. Massive. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a massive... T- it's not like we got a new left tackle or a running back or a wide... Re- it's the quarterback. And taking him one overall, oh man, the hype will be off the chain. That change will happen if a new quarterback is in place to take over for Justin Fields. If not, the change will happen when you're adding more around Fields. Hey, we made some significant upgrades. Having DJ Moore, getting him for that number one pick... That was change, but you need more to be able to get to where you are. And again, we want to accentuate the point, Cap, that with Green Bay and Detroit, where they are right now in the playoffs, and then Minnesota trying to figure out who they are, the Bears still have a long road ahead of them to get to where they need to be. Long road. Yeah, there's. I said to you the other day, as the poem goes, there's miles to go before you can go to sleep. you got to keep building this roster. Period. Just keep adding talent, man. Here's Shane Norland. The reason that I'm doing this segment this way today is the Dallas Cowboys. And the news last night that they will retain Mike McCarthy. Do you know what they have done? They have gone right back to being Jason Garrett and Tony Romo. It is the exact same situation. You have an excellent regular season quarterback who sometimes struggles with injury who cannot win playoff games, and an excellent regular season head coach who, for whatever reason, three straight years you get into the playoffs and you have an utter disappointment in your first game. Okay. Let's... They, Mike McCarthy has become Jason Garrett. Well, that and that is fair. Now, here's where we're going to talk about the word credit because Cap and I have talked about this before. I mean, the Blackhawks win championships. There's a disconnect in the front office in Joel Quinville. Who's, who gets the credit? Bulls win six championships out of eight years. Who gets the credit? The front office, Phil Jackson, the players. Cubs win the World Series. Ah, we've got Madden fatigue. I think we've had enough. Ozzie Ginn and Kenny Williams can't get along with the White Sox. Who gets the credit for the 05 championship? It does not matter. It doesn't matter. And so Cap said this about a year ago. Cap said the reason why that the Bears don't get a dynamic head coach like a Jim Harbaugh, like Bill Belichick, and some of these other big names is because the Bears, and maybe that's the old regime, don't want a big name in there to be able to take to suck up all the oxygen in the room like Ditka did. Correct. But why did that matter in 85? That whole run. It's the Bears. It's, the, it's Mike Ditka. It's Buddy Ryan. It's the organization that all won together. Why did it matter that Ditka was such a big face on commercials? 
Why did that matter? Did it you win? Have, you won. But that, but it, it, but in this town and others, that's what it comes down to. And so my point about the Dallas Cowboys is Jerry Jones doesn't want to deal with another Jimmy Johnson or even Barry Switzer. He doesn't want to deal with that. Well, it costs the Bears their great GM, Jim Finks. One of the, he's a Hall of Famer. And when they Papa Bear called him and said, I'm hiring George Hallis, you're what? He was not on board with that. And then he said, we're drafting Jim McMahon. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not on board with that. Did you hire Mike Ditka? Right. Yeah. And so Jim Finks left. Mm -hmm. He quit. Went to run the Cubs for a while as the team president. I'm not a baseball guy. And went to run the Saints before he died. Yeah. There's always, when you have success, everyone's grabbing for their credit. But you win together. Right? Agree. And so this is In why theory. this is why Shay that Red is doing TV now. Jason Garrett. And he and again, he was a cowboy and so I think that Jerry Jones found comfort in Jason Garrett's like, well, at least this guy's not Bill Parcells. At least this guy's not Jimmy Johnson or Barry Switzer. Right. But why should that matter? Jerry, you still got a big personality. You got your own radio show. You have your own press conference after the game. You're the owner. As long as you win, does it does it matter? What's bigger, Jerry Jones or the Dallas Cowboys? Correct, but look around any walk of life. It doesn't have to be sports. You mean like here? Anywhere. Somebody make comes up with a great plan and things are working. Everyone wants credit. Well, that was my idea. No, actually it was. That's life, man. It's too bad. But you want to know why, Shay, that McCarthy's in there on a lame duck deal, by the way? Is there an extension coming? I don't think so. The quarterback is also a lame duck. (laughs) McCarthy walking on eggshells. If you're the Cowboys, I don't know what you do with the head coach, and I don't know what you do with the quarterback. Dak can put all these incredible regular seasons together, but it is three straight seasons. And he's extension due. Mm -mm. It's three straight seasons. Well, who, who, how are you replacing him? I don't know. But is it good enough that you can pay him another franchise-altering contract? Not to fade in the playoffs every year. Cap, he's, he's 0-3 in his last three years in the playoffs, and he's 0-5 in the playoffs against the spread overall, which I know people don't care about. But it kind of just goes to show every single time Dax in a playoff game, it's a disappointment. Okay, so if you own the team, what are you doing? I couldn't extend him. I don't know what I'd do. I I don't know how you can pay him another $350 million deal when that's what it's going to be. Okay, then tell me how you're replacing him. How are you replacing McCarthy, who's a good coach, a good offensive coach? He could have gotten Bill Belichick. You got more money than God. I would say so. I okay, mean, so now Bill comes in. Let's oh just think about this for a second. Bill comes in there and says, here's the new system, Dak, I want you to learn. Well, that's going to take a little bit of time, and our window to win is right now. Okay. Now I don't, that doesn't work. I'm not re-signing Dak. Now who's he getting? Matt Jones? And, and again, what we just laid out, Shay, Jerry Jones is not going to bring Belichick in. Belichick a bigger name than Jerry for, as far as the championship. He just won't do it. This is why, and nothing against McCarthy. McCarthy is a fine coach, and you can see the numbers were so much better with Dak. Over the last few years. Yeah. But it's about the playoffs. Like if Dak was 39 years old and said, I'm retiring. Okay, you fire the coach. The quarterback's riding off. And you change it all up. He really did not have a choice other than bring back everybody and try and win it in 24. Jerry Jones' uh, idea of a head coach would be more Shane Waldron 
than Jim Harbaugh or Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick. Yeah. He's Jerry McCaskey. He's the same thing. Because of, because of credit. Yeah. You know what would really be the time is a flat circle moment for the Dallas Cowboys? Dak Prescott takes an awkward tackle over his shoulder, dragged down to, gets hurt. And here comes Trey Lance. The same way <laughs> Dak entered for Tony Romo, Trey Lance enters for da- uh, Dak Prescott. Maybe. Maybe because everyone calls Trey Lance a bust. He played, what, one and a half games in his career, basically? He started against the Bears. They lost in a monsoon. He got hurt the next week and has never played since. Lost his job to Purdy. And that, my friends... Actually, can I get one more team in that's doing exactly what they've done in the past? Yeah. The Eagles, uh, I don't know if you saw the reporting yesterday... Nick Sirianni is going to have a meeting with uh, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman where he will sell them on his plan for the future of the team. He has to show them what he's going to do at the coordinator positions because apparently ownership and the front office want both coordinators gone. He has to present a plan for the coordinators and a plan for what the future of the Eagles is going to look like. I don't know if you remember, that is exactly what they asked Doug Peterson to do before they canned Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, says welcome all, back. Yeah, that's all you need to know, right? Shows you, boy, you've got to catch lightning in a bottle. That team was destined to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Couldn't knock it down. And now what? Jason Kelsey out, retiring. They're getting older, slower. Yeah, got cap issues. They got a lot going on there, man. That's Just, what, it's the not-for-long league for a reason. Success is very fleeting. That's it. Yeah, so Jason... Uh, Jason Kelsey is going to retire. He said he, again. He says he'll make the announcement at a later date. We kind of feel like this is going to be the end at some point. He'll do it on his own terms, maybe on his podcast. Yeah, he told his teammates, "I'm done." And did you see what he did yesterday at McDonald's? Mm-hmm. So he goes to the same McDonald's every morning for breakfast. Mm-hmm. He pulled up in the drive-through, and there's his favorite uh, um, cashier. He said, "I brought you something before I ride out of here." And he gave her a signed Eagles jersey. Super cool. Super cool. cool. That is cool. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Unfortunately, she's a Broncos fan. Coming up next, we have... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, but I'm a Broncos fan. You are? Yeah. Give me that jersey back. Yeah. Deal breakers. Right around the corner on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning go. Show. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. We all have to make choices in sports and in life. It could be running on third down. You ran the same third down situation, and you ran the same play twice. You're getting paid for that. I cannot believe the call. Or managing finances. This country, you've got to make the money first. Or... It could be a deal breaker. Time for deal breakers on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show, and is brought to you by Affinity Whole Health and FeelGreatIllinois.com. Learn more about their testosterone therapy and semaglutide weight loss product. Go to FeelGreatIllinois.com. Here's Shay Norling. Shay, all right. Let's get started with deal breakers. I want to start with a listener email. Oh, this one's from Benjamin. It it was sent to me yesterday and I I was very happy because it fits perfectly here. I'm just going to read you this whole thing. 
I have a friend who married his wife in midlife after being together for 15 years. No kids, no marriages. They were very happy together, but different backgrounds and approaches. She'll walk into a party and light up the room, tell stories, make everybody laugh. He, on the other hand, will try that for a few minutes, then head to the bar and chat with fellow introverts. It worked fine for both families, so there was a lovely marriage and reception. All those who came from far and wide had a great Chicago wedding weekend. 14 months later, a crisis. She left her laptop at work on a Friday and asked to use his for some urgent uploads. He agreed it was getting late, so we went to bed, and a couple of hours later, all hell had broken loose. She'd invaded and mined his text messages and didn't like what she found. She found direct and explicit texts with a former friend of a friend encountered at a wedding. It was only three text messages, and the contact was shut down by the recipient. She found ongoing talk with guy friends referring to her as the complainer and harmless, heartfelt talk to favorite bartenders when he learned that they were leaving town. He says, my friend went home for an extended Christmas break, kept everything at arm's length. When he arrived home, he had an informal divorce proposal on his desk. Is this worthy of divorce? No actual adultery uh, did occur, but it does sound like the friend was uh, up to some misgivings. Uh, Okay, so he's got graphic, not many of them, but graphic text message with somebody from a wedding. Yes. That's already being, stepping outside the bounds of your marriage. Yep, yep. He's blasting her to friends. The complainer. Yeah, the complainer. Uh-huh. The complainer part, no, but the sum of the parts, yes. It's not a deal breaker to me. I mean, it's just like a divorce note on his desk. Is that what it is? Like a proposal. An informal divorce proposal. Like you get the dog, I'll get the car, we split the (laughs) money in the savings account, get the hell out. It was written in crayon. Like like if you came home and you you grabbed the wrong phone and it's your wife's and she said, do I have a text? I don't know. And you open it up. Yeah. Like Mindy knows my code. I know hers. Open it up and you go... Wait, what is this? Why is she texting with this guy three explicit, like, sexually referenced text messages? Mm-hmm. Boy, I wish I was with you tonight. Oh. I could do this. Dude, that is that is as bad as doing it. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a deal breaker for me. I think it could be a deal breaker, but I think there should be some conversation. If there's going to be a divorce, that has to be... Verbalize this whole thing where you got an itemized list on a yellow pad that's not good enough. I mean, if, it, if well, it, you're going to talk, well, no, but I mean, she's initiated with the. Well, here's the rough proposal of what we're splitting up here. What? Oh, but yeah. I mean, but the way Shay laid it out is it wasn't conversation yet. It was just here you go. Here's here's what I want. We're going to split this thing fifty fifty. You're telling me we're getting divorced? Yep. Because I saw your text messages. Yep. I'm the complainer, and now you want to have an extramarital affair with so-and-so from the wedding we went to? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. What about texting with the bartenders? I assume the bartenders are women. Otherwise, this wouldn't be an issue at all. Right. He's texting with the bartender. What is you having the bartender's phone numbers at all? It's a little bit of a... Right. uh... All of it. What if they're guys? 
I mean, you can understand. No, 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 if it makes him happy, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Oh, but what? if it's just like if it's just guy talk, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, oh man, I'm sick. You're leaving town. Well, who cares? Locker room talk. I, what if it's what if it's just that? Yeah, if you text the bartender, hey man, you know, sorry, I loved hanging out at the bar with yeah. our buddies and all that. You know, let me know if you're back. At the, big deal. If her name is Audrey and she's super hot. Oh, I so wanted you and I to have a future to get. No. Audrey can be super hot, but also super old. We still making Audrey's? Yeah. Meadows? They're out there. <laughs> are, we, are, we still make, are we still making Audrey Meadows? I uh, I would say, Cap, that, uh, again, this comes to communication, but I can understand how that could be a deal breaker. Clearly, that guy's not happy. Something he's not doing is something she's not doing for him to do that. But all of this should start with communication. Hey, I'm not happy, and here's why. Right, but I think he's gone too far, so for me, it's a deal breaker. Okay. Well, you won't be sleeping with him tonight. Oh. <laughs> All right, Shane. I actually want to turn this one around, too, because I think both partners are in the wrong here. Imagine you're the husband. Yeah. And your wife tells you she went into your phone and into your text messages, and she found some unsavory things. And maybe you weren't behaving your best, but it's been blown way out of proportion because... Frankly, when you start looking for something, you're going to find something. Mm -hmm. And you probably will misrepresent exactly what was happening and make it much worse than it actually was. So you find out that your wife continues to be going through your phone, your text messages, your emails, looking for things that are not there to find. Yeah. Is that a deal breaker for you? Do you then hand the informal divorce paper over? That, like, excuse me. No. <laughs> no, but I think that there should be some boundaries. Depending on how your relationship is set up. That right. all depends, too. Like, I trust my wife. I don't go through her phone. And I, I don't think she goes through mine. She can. There's nothing in there. Except some gambling tips from Shay. Um, There's more than that in there, pal. Not much. Uh, I would, again... If she found something, so you're going to flip it on her and say, you're at fault for going in my phone. Well, the bottom line is you were wanting to have sex outside your bounds of your marriage. That's a deal breaker. See you later. Well, I mean, I haven't hidden in four months. I have every right. Wow. <laughs> oh <my laughs> to, to, use, to, use, to use the shade. <laughs> To use the shake quote. I'm not getting it at home, so I got to get it someplace. <laughs> Listen, what? I'm a man. I got needs. I got every right I'm to a man. do this. I'm 40. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, you and your wife got a puppy. And now that it has grown full size after six months, you let it sleep in your bed with you every night. This is something you wanted to happen. Uh, the dog, however, gets in the way of you and your wife fooling around because it just refuses to get out of the bed once it's in. Your wife tells you. Your wife tells you she wants to banish the dog from the bedroom at night so that you can have the alone time you both need. But the dog being in the bedroom is something you really wanted. Are you willing to kick the dog out? This should have been discussed before you got said puppy, and before you probably got married, you should understand. Is she a dog person? Because I am. Cat person? I'm not. So, we, Mindy and I had those discussions before we ever got married, and when we choose to get into playtime... What's that? Oh, my God. Choose to get what? in the blocks, though? What is that? <laughs> 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 when we choose to Legos? get into playtime, uh-huh. I gate off the upstairs. The dogs are downstairs in the kitchen. So they can watch. 
and we're up in the bedroom with the door closed uh-huh. and music playing. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the rats and Wallace and Gromit. They're like taking notes on a pad. While yeah. the dog. <laughs> they're watching Daddy get, get, get after Getting it. Getting popcorn right. and sunglasses. Yes. Like Stanley okay. will not leave the bed once he's up there. Don't get popcorn. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, no. It, uh. th- that I would not kick the dog out. Okay, so let's, let's get back to this. Like, yes, you're having a conversation about having a dog and what do you do with the dog. Is it ever the conversation of, hey, by the way, if we have sex, can the dog be around? That's never a conversation. It just kind of happens, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. not, that's, that's not part of the checklist, is it? We've had sex with the dog there. No, I'm saying... <laughs> Yeah, that's because you're you're a show off. That's why in the bed <laughs> because you're a show off. Not not a, not the a surprise. Been at the foot of the bed, keep it on in the bed or like on the floor at the foot of the bed. Yes, no, no he's been laying right there. They've been laying at the foot of the bed. Yeah, because Kaplan cannot perform without an audience. And uh, all things. Watch this, kids! Bam! It's like his YouTube after dark. I mean, seriously, that's what he does. He's got to do it with an audience. I mean, I'll, I mean, got it. someone's got to be an eyewitness to everything he does. All the content, all of it. Hey, watch this. Ah, that's how you do it, kids. Take that. Could you imagine after everything's done, and he looks at the dog and say, "Take that." I'm sure that's happened, right? Oh, my God. Has it? Has it? <laughs> take that, Sparky. Has it? Hey, Sparky. I'm already in trouble with the take that with my grandson. The dog so. will be like, no way. <laughs> I'm not taking up. <laughs> no, thank you, Cap. I'm good. Yeah, no, it would be a problem. And it should have been addressed before you bought the dog or before no. you got married. No, Cap, that's not part of it. It went like sex, if it's sometimes scheduled, sometimes spontaneous. The dogs happen to be there. That's not a... Hey, by the way, if we get dogs, can they watch or should they be downstairs? What would you prefer? That's not a conversation. It just happens, right? <laughs> sex! <laughs> yeah, but in my house, like, we'll be sitting in the kitchen, you know, done with dinner. Sure. We watch TV or whatever. And she'll... You want to go upstairs? Yep. And I will run up the stairs. Run! <laughs> Holy! Here I come! <laughs> Come and on. I will put the, <laughs> put the gate up that we have that keeps them from coming upstairs. Uh-huh. And wow. then she and I will go upstairs. The dogs are stuck with their toys down in the kitchen. Barking. Sparky doesn't. Stanley does. Stanley does, yes. So close the door. Music on. Hey, Alexa. Play whatever. And bam. Let's go. Hey, Alexa, play ESPN 1000. Walking <laughs> a dollar on. Bam! It's, it's Amber and Ian. Hey! Wow. I don't play the Waddle and Sylvie podcast. Hey! I got to hear this Brock Hewitt sound, Mindy. Play, play Black and Abdallah. They got the song of the night. Bam! Let's get on Sports with Life. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I think you leave it up to the dog. The dog's in the bed. This is happening. You can stay or you can go. It's up to you. That's just that's how it is. Hey Alexa, play Chauncey's Great Outdoors. <laughs> oh God! Hey, good for you on a Saturday morning. Oh, little Saturday morning delight. Take that, Chauncey. Wow. You got a listener. 
Me and Mindy. Next time I'm in bed, I'm going to think of Chauncey. I'm going to really get pissed. <laughs> Immediate shrinkage. <laughs> Honey, am I not turning you on? No, Chauncey's in my mind right now. Hey, would you like to be in a hammock with me? A hammock. <laughs> Could you imagine? Get your rotten reel out. Could <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. you imagine? You're in your... Get your pole in there. Get your pole in there. Hey. You're in the throes of sex and Chauncey's on. Yeah. That turns me on, pal. I just got a new rod. And a I'm... reel. Ah. How about night crawlers? Oh, I'm almost there. Keep talking about tarp. Love it. <laughs> I mean, oh my God! Sex and Chauncey in the same <laughs> sentence. How about that, everybody? <laughs> On the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Oh, wow. I am a. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and J Hood Experience. We're here weekdays from seven to ten on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN. Hello, Chicago. Good morning. Deal breakers. Here's Shay Norling. Shay. Now, you and your wife have agreed to adopt the separate bedrooms. Ah. Uh, she's got a friend, says it works great for her and her husband, so she wanted to try it, and you've started doing separate bedrooms. It's going pretty well. It's been a few months, and everything's going nicely. Uh, but one day, you walk into her separate bedroom because you want to show her something or tell her something, whatever, and you walk in, and she explodes on you. Whoa. Because you didn't knock the, on the door. Oh. She tells you if you're going to walk into the separate bedroom, you must knock on the door before you open it. This good with you, or is this a this this situation's not working for us anymore? It's my house, pal. What do you mean I gotta knock on the door? What am I, a doctor? Like if you told me she's in the bathroom and I just barged in, she's sitting on the toilet. And the door was closed for a reason. It doesn't feel well, but okay, I get that. Now don't explode on me ever. That that no, my, I don't do that to my wife. She doesn't do that to me. But I walked into the bedroom. Yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. No. What do you mean? I got to knock on the door like the doctor does when you go to the doctor. I always sees my doctor. I go, why are you knocking on your own door? Right. Like you to, just come in. This is your office. Right. <laughs> it's just strange, right? No, Cap. Um, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. Sleep in different bedrooms because one snores, one doesn't, or for a comfort situation, fine. But I'm not knocking on the door of my own home. Yeah, that would also be... I couldn't do the separate bedroom thing. I could not. Because? I want to sleep with my wife. You feel? I, I feel secure. I, comf- I like it. I'm not talking about the sex part of it here. I'm talking about just being in bed together. Yeah. So what gives you more protection? Is it your wife or the dogs being there? The whole package. I asked you one or the other. If you had your choice. My wife. No dogs? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I love my dogs. And I like the whole thing that our little family is in the room together. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially in the throes of love. That's fine. Yeah, you give him a little audience. That's why I miss Yoshi. Because what would Yoshi do? Because he was trained uh-huh. in the art of love. Oh, literally. I would go, Yoshi. Excuse me? I Seriously. I worked on training him this way. Yoshi, need a little time. And he would literally get up from between us, jump over on the windowsill like we have a, like a bench there. Mm-hmm. And he would just look out the window. And then as literally when we were done. 
I'd be like, all right, Yosh. He would turn right back around, jump across, and get back on the bed. That's a fact. Understood. Stanley, not a chance. <laughs> that is Deal Breakers brought to you by... That would be Affinity Whole Health and FeelGreatIllinois.com to learn more about their testosterone therapy and some of Glutide weight loss product. Go to FeelGreatIllinois.com. Don't forget to check out the Cap and J-Hood podcast feed because there's uh, some additional sound there. Shay, tell us about the more sound on the Cap and J-Hood feed. Tuesday morning after the Steelers' playoff loss to the Bills, I was walking through the halls upstairs, and our director of marketing and resident Steeler fan, Maggie Sketch, was also walking through the halls, saw me, and said, you are a monstrous human being, because apparently she was offended by my tweets about the Steelers. Did you reach out to HR? Uh, No. But so, no, instead of doing that, I said, we got two extra studios here. Let's tape a podcast and you can get it all off your chest. So the 20 minutes of Maggie going after me for my tweets about the Steelers and other things are is available on the Cap and J Hood podcast. Uh, That's going to be a good listen because Maggie gets fired up. She gets fired up. She does. Yes. 100%. So does Shay. So that's that's why it's going to be fun. All right, some thoughts from a college football expert regarding Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. Which one do you take? You'll find out in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.